welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we're talking breakfast, which I'm very excited for. Breakfast, said it many times on the pod, is my favorite meal of the day. I love all meals of the day and anything in between meals, snacks, and anything that just requires food, really. Um, But breakfast truly is a highlight. It's the best meal, especially on a weekend, and that's kind of the setting for this week's episode, too. But first, how is everyone doing? Is everyone ready for Thanksgiving? I really cannot believe it's next Thursday. Um, like a week from today. Well, I'm recording this on Thursday for the Hydrangeas, who are on patreon.com slash the good vanilla, or the good Patreon, excuse me. Um, but I, when someone said, oh yeah, Thanksgiving, I, I thought for some reason in my mind, Thanksgiving is like three weeks away. November just like flew by. And then before you know it, it's going to be Christmas and then New Year's and then, <sighs> you know, like a dark, cold winter. But I will say like, I guess being laid off right now is kind of weird too because it's kind of great and I could get like nice and cozy and just like sort of figure out my next move but um of course not getting too comfortable but also uh I don't mind winter I like the snow I don't love let's let's let me clarify I like to watch snow from my window I don't want to be out in it I don't want to be cleaning my car off I don't want to be shoveling luckily we don't have like a like a sidewalk we do have a sidewalk in front of our house but it's like eight feet long you know we don't really have like anything we don't have a driveway thank god although sometimes I wish we had a driveway (laughs) so it's a double-edged sword I guess but I I just love snow I it just brings me back to being a kid and you know I wish adults have had snow days or have snow days excuse me but uh of course we don't but I feel like this time in my life is just one big snow day so I'm I'm hoping for some snow. Pittsburgh is kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it's like a good amount of snow, but last year was just like, oh God, it was like, like soggy, like cold and soggy. And I hate that. I just feel like it, the whole winter last winter was just warm enough, but also just cold enough, like not cold enough for snow, warm enough for rain. And I hate that shit because I don't know, taking the dog out, you know, it's just like, I'd rather take her out in snow than like rain. It's just gross for everyone involved. But anyway, so yeah, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Uh, We're spending it in Pittsburgh this year. We'll be in New Hampshire for Christmas Uh, and it should be great. I, you know, I might do some Black Friday shopping, maybe not as big of a shopping spree as I normally do. Although to be honest, I don't really buy too much stuff. Like I, I used to work at Barnes and Noble um, and Black Friday at Barnes and Noble is like no one's going to Barnes and Noble for Black Friday unless you're like a like a book nerd. Um, and it was still it was very busy, like but it wasn't like that manic sort of like crazy sprint. Like, you know, Best Buy was like down the road and I was like, thank God I don't work at Best Buy. Yikes. But um, yeah, I don't really do the Black Friday, but I'll 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 look out for some deals. You know, I need a new pair of shoes. I need a new pair of tennis shoes. Um, trying to think of what else I need, but I don't know. Maybe some Barefoot Contessa cookbooks. Who knows? Um, but speaking of, I guess we should get into this episode, right? This is uh, season four, episode six, and this is called Big Breakfast. And this is like the OG Barefoot Contessa. So I like it. It's nice to go back. I feel like last episode was back to basics uh, last week. 
Um, and it's just so fascinating to see how a lot of this, not really a lot of big differences, but there are a few. I'll talk about them. So Ina begins, she says, I have dear friends coming for breakfast tomorrow. And unlike a disastrous breakfast party I had many years ago, this time I'm going to have everything done today so I can have fun tomorrow. And that's it. That's the intro. Because if you remember, she doesn't really say what's on the menu. You just kind of figure out as you go, which is like, I feel like that was the trend for like, you know, the mid to early 2000s. It's just like, she doesn't tell you what you're, what she's making. She's like, you know, I'm making breakfast, so get cozy and I'll, I'll show you what I'm making as, as I do it. But, um, let's just move on, I guess. Yeah. That's really all there is to it, to that opening. So, Ina is in the kitchen and she says, when my husband and I first got married, we decided to have everyone over for breakfast and make an omelet for everyone. What a bad idea that was. I spent the entire party in the kitchen like Cinderella. Hmm. (laughs) I kind of love that because I think the other, I thought she was going to talk about the pancakes, like making pancakes for everyone. But I do think the omelet, like pun intended, takes the cake of just like, a bad idea of like you yeah it's who would have ever unless someone's like sitting with me as I'm making the omelets but I think that only works if you have like a really nice like island and someone's sitting at the island like on a stool in front of you and you're just kind of like drinking a Bloody Mary or something you know like if everyone's in the other room laughing and we all know how Ina hates people having fun when she's not in the room so a recipe for disaster yikes so I just you know I can sympathize. I've never done it myself and I I never will. So the first thing that Ina is making is uh, dough for some scones. So she's dicing up. It looks like a ton of butter, to be honest, but I think it's only three sticks. It's it's three quarters of a pound. I feel like it feels like she's tripling this recipe, but I guess it just takes a lot of butter. I don't know. I've never made scones. So uh, in the standing mixer, she adds some dry ingredients, uh, some flour, sugar, baking powder and some salts and then she gives that just a little mix to incorporate those all together and then she adds all of that delicious cold butter and while that mixes up she gets her wet ingredients ready she pours um she pours out a cup of heavy cream into just like a normal size pyrex and honestly she used she should have used that big one because maybe she didn't have it then because she in addition to the cup, she puts four eggs into that, and it's it's very close to spilling over. I was very nervous, but they don't show her mixing it up. I'm sure there was, like, some spillage there, but uh, she did it. So the dough is done, and now it's time for some raisins, question mark. I don't know if I would... I think Ina really loves raisins, and I don't know why I never picked that picked up on that, because so many of her recipes, I feel, have, like, a golden raisin or a regular raisin. It wouldn't be my first fruit of choice in a in a scone, but I would I would eat it. I'm sure it's delicious, so I'm not too picky about it. But again, I'm not running towards a box of raisins. Uh, she also flowers these raisins a little bit so they don't stick together uh, once they're incorporated into the dough. And she also tells us that she's going to make some raspberry butter to go with them, which sounds so good. Uh, she pats so once the dough is all mixed up she dumps it out onto uh, onto the counter she says it's a very sticky dough but uh, it didn't it didn't really look too sticky maybe it was just like the editing I guess where like it was already covered with flour who knows Um, she rolls out the dough to about three quarters of an inch 
and she uses like a square what would you call this like a cookie cutter a scone cutter i don't know it's it, it's a square and it has like those scone ridges uh you know what i'm talking about and once she cuts out the, the, the squares, she cuts them diagonally to make that classic scone shape. And she places them on the on a sheet pan. I think there's parchment paper on it. And places them in the fridge to be baked off tomorrow morning. Because, you know, the whole idea of this is to make it ahead. So now it's time for some homemade granola. And honestly, this sounds so good and is so easy, to be honest. Like, I... Again... I never really say anything that I'm going to... I never really make anything that I say I'm going to make on this podcast, but I think this is like a showstopper, like a very underrated... It You know, it's... I feel like it's a vegan recipe as well. I have a lot of vegan friends. Like, the next brunch that either I attend or maybe host, I'm making this granola. I'll say it now. So, it starts out with four cups of oats, two cups of coconut, two cups of slivered almonds... And then she adds three quarters of a cup of, I, I would imagine, like canola oil, some sort of clear oil. And um, and then she adds some honey to that. And I always love to see honey that actually pours out from the bottle or the jar. The honey in my house, oh my God, it's like no longer honey at this point. It's like, it's like this gelatinous cement that I have to like microwave for 10 minutes just to get like a teaspoon out of it for any recipe. I've also like put it in like a bowl of hot water like boiling water <laughs> but it's just it's crystallized it's no good how do people keep their honey like in its true form and I know that like I think we have we've had like a like a good mix of everything over the years like I've had you know the the classic bear honey you know like the cheap stuff and I feel like I've had at one point like a glass jar is it just using it fast enough like should I be storing it differently we, we rarely use it, so it's just like, I don't know what the, the fix is. I could, I bet you I can Google it, but if any of you folks have suggestions, uh, let me know. Um, where am I in my notes? Okay, so she pours the wet ingredients, which, you know, are the honey and the oil uh, into the, gri- the, the, gri- the dry ingredients and gives it a big stir. And then she puts all of that granola onto a sheet pan, uh, puts it in the oven, 350 for 45 minutes. And she says that she'll add the dried fruits tomorrow morning. So now it's time for orange yogurt, or at least the beginning part of the orange yogurt. She drains, just like, um, and I've talked about this before too, because I do this with Greek yogurt. Um, there's like, a, it's like a very common Lebanese sort of, I, I want to call it like a dip, I guess, called labne, which is just like basically any kind of yogurt. Uh, I think it has to be, I can't remember right now, just like, non-fat or full-fat yogurt but you could use any really yogurt you want and you can pour um like sometimes you could even do it in the container it comes in you could just pour salt into it not flavored yogurt to be honest plain yogurt um but I like it when uh we strain the yogurt a little bit um overnight because it's it's true there is so much water in especially in regular yogurt Greek yogurt's not so bad but then the next day you add some salt to it and it's so good. It's just like a really, really simple dip that you could use for like pita bread or vegetables or whatever you want. So this is kind of the same deal, only she's going going to add some stuff back to it. And the way she sets this up is you get a big glass bowl, you get like a strainer and put a paper towel into the strainer, then pour the yogurt on top. And you can kind of just like almost package it up a little bit on top so it doesn't like, it fits really well um, into the into the strainer. So 
Basically, she puts that in the fridge and say, she says tomorrow she'll replace the liquid with orange juice, honey, uh, I think vanilla, and a few other things as well. So now it's time to check in with the granola. Uh, it really does look amazing. Like I would just, I would just eat this as soon as it came out of the oven. I bet it's so good when it's nice and warm. And um, she leaves the granola to sit on the counter overnight to sort of cool down. And she says, it's time to hit the sack, which just sounds so weird coming out of Ina Garden's mouth. I think she says it twice. Hit the sack. She's like, one more thing before I hit the sack. And then I, when she's done, she's like, it's time to hit the sack. And then they show her like walking up the stairs. I don't know. They were really like pushing the barefoot and the barefoot Contessa. Like, I don't think she wears shoes this entire episode or socks. Um, so it's the next morning. Ina walks into the Barefoot Contessa. She actually walks into her store. Um, so this is early, folks. I, I just like love that she's, you know, a patron in her own establishment. So Ina walks up to a girl behind the counter and she says that she'll, she'll need some rolls for a bread basket for breakfast. And she asks for eight assorted rolls. But I love that she like waits in line like a customer if, if I own that place I would like walk behind it and just like steal all the rolls I'm like this is mine none of this would exist without me <laughs> so but um she also kind of walks around the store and she grabs a can of uh, some of her favorite cinnamon coffee which sounds really good does she have like a storefront like I know the barefoot contessa like the brick and mortar does that I this is I can't believe I'm asking this does it still exist is it did she sell it I can't believe I don't know this. Maybe I'm just thinking too much about this. I could obviously look it up, but I'm not going to. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure she she definitely sells some stuff on her website, like some merch, maybe a few other like dried goods. But I'm imagine imagining like coffee would be one of those. So I should do some research. Is what I'm hearing. Um, she also picks up I think some preserves and a few other like things in bags I don't know they don't really show too much of it but um anyway so she's back I do have to say while she's driving back to the house the footage is so funny it's like they show her like driving and she's smiling and then like they I don't know if they were like the camera was in the back seat or the front seat but she just like looks over and glances the, to the camera and just like smiles it's so funny and, and really cute at the same time so she's back at the house um She's taking the scones out from the fridge from the night before, and she brushes them with a little egg wash and tops them with a little bit of sugar as well. And she puts them into the oven, and now it's time to make the raspberry butter while they cook up. So again, very simple, this butter. Most butters are, um, especially if the butter's already made. Uh, she just adds some softened butter into the standing mixer and then pours half a cup of raspberry jam into that and a pinch of salt and it's done and it looks so good. Why don't I do this more often? I don't know. Again, I need to take some notes here for when I'm struggling to think of what to bring to a brunch or something. So now it's time to make some good coffee. And of course, we all know Ina has her standard white coffee makers nothing fancy in the Ina Garden household but that's also fine and Ina says I don't know why people find this so daunting coffee like to make good coffee it starts with really one thing good coffee if you buy she says if you buy inexpensive bitter coffee beans you're gonna end up with bitter coffee hello <laughs> I always love that because I know she's just trying to be 
playful, but it always sounds like a little bit of like, I don't know, Kurt and just sort of like, I don't know. It's like the tone that and the, the tone that she uses is just like, doy like that it's 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 so funny i love when she says hello i think she said it last week too i can't remember i know i've said that recently so that always tickles me so she says for every two cups of water it's one heaping tablespoon of coffee and i don't i guess i i do kind of agree with that but i like the sort of um what is it called that little like black scoop that you get with it i do because mine looks like a like a uh, I'm trying to think of like what to say here. It's not like a it's not a, a round scoop at the end, if that makes sense. Like uh, mine has like it it has like a little bucket. It looks it has like four corners. I don't know why I'm explaining this, but I for every cup of water I do, I do one full scoop of it. So if there's four cups, I'm doing four scoops. And I guess that's probably maybe the equivalent of a heaping teaspoon or a heaping tablespoon because she just uses a. Uh, like a like a tablespoon, like a bigger spoon, not an actual tablespoon, like a measuring tool that you would use to bake. Um, my family like does not do that. My family thrives on like weak coffee, and it's the bane of my existence because I just have to drink it and suck it up. Um, but sometimes, like there are rare occasions where they allow me to make the coffee, and I always make it too strong, and then I feel bad. But like I need it. To be, you know, once you reach a certain level of uh, expected caffeination, you know, caffeination, is that a word? Why does that sound so weird? Caffeine level? I don't know. Um, it's hard to go back because everything else just tastes like watered down soot. It's just not good. And, you know, my family's used to what they're used to, and I'm not faulting them for that, too. I feel like they're like a Maxwell House Folgers kind of family, but I will say this. I've said it many times on the podcast. If you have an Aldi near you, Aldi coffee is so good and it's like really good quality. I can't remember what I bought recently. I bought their pumpkin coffee, which is good. And I think I bought their like Guatemalan blend or something. And just don't discount um, Aldi coffee because it truly is so good. So that's that's what I've been buying recently. Um, Oh, I went off the rails here. Where am I? She's making coffee. Okay. Oh, yeah. And she also says, um, she's like, instead of emptying the pot of coffee out and making a pot of decaf, she's like, I just bought two coffee makers. <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. It seems excessive. But at the same time, if you have enough people, like, why not? She says it's like a small investment that'll really come in handy. And like coffee makers, I feel like, especially if you get like a plain Jane coffee maker, um, they're not too expensive. So uh, yeah, she makes a whole pot of decaf, woof. Um, so now we're back to the granola and we're, not we're, she is adding some dried fruits, which uh, she adds some figs she adds some apricots and some dried cranberries. And I don't know what it is. It's like the same way I feel about lemons um, when I watch them on TV. Like I immediately started to drool when she put the dried cranberries in. It's just like I, I could taste it. I could just I know what that taste is. I like I like them a lot, actually. But um, and then she also adds some dried cranberries. It just looks so good. This granola. I don't know if I would add all the fruit. I guess I would add some of that. Right. Yeah. I just like, I like uh, the crunch more than the fruit, but I guess it's sort of healthy, right? I feel, I don't know. I feel like 
dried fruits are kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Come on, Nick. Um, Oh, unintentionally worse for you. I feel like the sugars come out. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I think I I think I bought I wanted to buy a bag of banana chips one time and someone told me but that they were just packed with sugar and I've never bought them again. <laughs> but they have to be healthy in some regard, right? I don't know. So the granola looks good. That's my last note of that section. So now we're making the main course, which is a potato basil frittata. Uh, this looks so good um she starts by she's already have she already has it like mostly cooked here or the potatoes that is she cubed them up really well and um basically fries them up in a skillet i don't think there are any skins on them it's just like you know cubes of potatoes and then in a big bowl to the left of that she adds eight eggs and then she gives that a whisk and then she adds some ricotta cheese and then some gruyere cheese a ton of gruyere cheese which i'm just like yes yes please it it almost reminds me like i feel like hmm what are those things called uh the egg bites from starbucks it feels like that's the consistency of this frittata because she adds some i think she adds what is it? oh she adds flour and some baking powder to it as well and of course she adds some basil she also adds some melted butter to it as well. And then once that's all incorporated and mixed up, she pours that over the potatoes. So like the potatoes are just kind of on the bottom. I am obsessed with this. I, It's a big frittata, I will say. But I guess eight eggs. Yeah, eight eggs is a lot. Um, I would love to make this. Again, I keep saying that. But I, this is truly something that I, that I do feel that I would love. And it feels easy enough to do. So she puts that into the oven for 50 minutes to an hour at 350. So now um, it's time for some regular, not like, you know, the opposite of dried fruit, like regular fruit. Um, so Ina says, I have this thing about fruit being all the same color. I hate it when it's all mixed up and looks like a bell. <laughs> Take two on that one. I hate it when it's all mixed up and looks like a bowl of M&Ms, <laughs> which made me laugh so hard. I don't know why she's like, that's one of her, uh, you know, like a pet peeve, I guess. I would never think that. Um, so I, obviously she's like not into fruit salad then. I don't know. Or maybe it's like if it's if fruit is presented on a platter. I don't know because we've seen her make platters of fruits. I don't know. Um, so she starts with some papaya and she slices it up and she leaves the seeds in it, which it kind of... They, papaya seeds kind of look like snot covered lentils to be honest like i i don't buy papaya ever but as i was looking at, at this i was like scrape out those seeds they just look crazy <laughs> but you know it's Ina's show she can do what she wants uh so then she makes a plate of long stem strawberries and the last one or the last fruit that she has is a, a galia melon g-a-l-i-a that's what the subtitles told me and it's an Israeli melon, and it's very similar to a honeydew. Um, and Ina gives us a hot tip on how to find the perfect melon. She says not to, don't put your thumb in it. Don't try to like, you know, because you're just going to bruise it. Um, it's best to just give it a sniff. And if it smells like the fruit that you're holding, it's ready. So I think I've said that on the podcast before, but I definitely knew that because of Ina. Um, so, yeah, uh, but it does look really great like the the honeydew or the uh glia melon it looks very delicious i love honeydew as well so i'm with you Ina. 
All right. So now it's the final touches on this breakfast. She's kind of getting everything prepared. She gets the yogurt out from the fridge um, and she's adding some stuff to it. So the first thing she adds are some walnuts and raisins. Again, with the raisins, Ina, Jesus. And then she adds some orange zest, some honey, and some good vanilla. And the main ingredient, the main ingredient is, um, I think it's fresh, uh, but some orange juice to sort of reconstitute it and, you know, make it the consistency that it originally was, I guess. But I don't really love runny yogurt. I love my yogurt, like, thick. So I would just add, like, a splash of orange juice to this but you know it's not my recipe i'm sure it's delicious so the guests are finally arriving we we got the zaybars in the house i don't know what eli's wife's name is but they're all coming in i feel like there's some woman named victoria i feel like i've seen her before i don't know and for anyone who's keeping score at home the clip of ina sitting next to eli zaybar um, at like once they're seated for brunch is in the opening credits of the OG Barefoot Contessa theme song. I always love keeping track of that. Like, you know, I'll probably forget it the moment that sentence ends, but um, it's always fun to kind of catch those moments. Like, because sometimes you think, are they just like staged sort of parties? But they're all from episodes, of course, too. So that was kind of fun to watch. So everyone is munching on brunch and Ina steps away for a second and she's like don't have any fun till I come back and she brings out the potato uh, basil frittata which looks fabulous it looks so good it's a showstopper hands down so the last line of the episode it's so weird it's like Ina has her back to like the big uh, like the the big doors I guess that lead out into her backyard and she like all of this is over like she just like leans over her left shoulder and all the while too Eli is talking through all of this he's like talking to the guests I think you know it's it's Ina is the focus but I, I would feel like I would want everyone's shush I don't know um, but Ina says this is my idea of a great way to start the day breakfast with my friends the door swung open on a gorgeous day and that's it. I thought there was going to be something else like have fun, everyone, or cheers, uh, you know, or everyone raising their glass or something like that. I, it just felt like that that uh, that last paragraph, you know, needed a little bit more punch at the end. But again, these early episodes, I'm not expecting much. But and I, I also really love it because I feel like they are a little bit rough, rough around the edges. But I, I, of course, love it. And that's that. That's the breakfast episode. Big breakfast. Is that what it's called? Big breakfast, yeah. Um, I would eat everything on this menu. Maybe not those seeds of papaya. <laughs> I feel like if I had papaya in front of me, I would not know to scrape them out because I don't get papaya too much. You know what I mean? I feel like I would just eat them and then I'd go to the hospital or something. I don't know. But, huh, well, that's all I have for you, folks. So I guess I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at GoodVanillaPod, and you can also support the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash thegoodpatreon, where you will get this episode a day early, plus an extra bonus episode every week. You can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. 
And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic, that also works too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.